welcome to Crafts and Crime. I'm Amy. I'm Malay. And today is episode 20. Oh my god. It is. Oh, <laughs> Today's we're recording fun. episode 20. And the only reason I know that is because I was going through <laughs> the notes and I was like, oh, okay, episode 19. And I was like, 20. <gasps> Yay. Yep. So, and as always, we have a craft and a crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so we have been working hard. And, and hardly working. All at the same time. <laughs> Currently, our children are outside swimming. We are... It's a billion degrees. Yeah. It's what, like 100 right now? I think I just checked and it was 102 again. Yeah, it's supposed to be like 105 this weekend. Not as bad as the 108 it was on Saturday. Yeah. The last Saturday. Yeah. It's been so hot and I'm oh, like... It's only it's 101. Oh, only 101. <laughs> And we're sending our children out in that. But they're getting in the pool, so <laughs> that's fine. But I bet you that water is so warm. SP- well, I, it just got refilled, though, yesterday, right? It's probably not warm yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, like, a big giant pool. Like, we <laughs> we have, like, a, a pop-up pool. I think so I mentioned cute. that last week. It's like a mushy donut on top. Yeah. <laughs> you I love that, though, the because ring. the ring is what, as it fills up, it lifts it up, uh-huh. up, up, and then it puts itself up. It's cool. Yeah. It does it by itself. Yep. So, it's very cute. But it's like the perfect size for the age of our kids. Oh, yeah. Like it's, you just sit down and the water would be like up to your mouth on yeah. them, I think. And Lincoln's not wearing swimmies now. Because he's a swimmer, mom. I know. It's so cute. It's a little scary. No. It I was like it. my mom sent me pictures of him like doing a front flip into the pool at and her house swimming. and swimming. And I was like, oh, yeah. I just That's so cute. I have so much anxiety about one. I get oh, it. Though. I can't even talk. I have so much anxiety around water. Mm-hmm. But, but they're um, never alone. And Lenore and Avery are both really good swimmers, and they yeah. just have to grab it and stand up. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, it's make short. sure you clean the floor really good. It's not slippery. It's not slippery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was like, I did. I stand. Stood in because she uses her feet. Because it's just that. What is it? It's like vinyl. Like yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it can get a little slimy. I mean, but we put the chlorine tabs in, which I didn't do yesterday, but. Mm. So we'll do that after the kids swim. Makes sense. It's just fresh water. Yeah. Sitting in there for 24 hours. Yeah. And Avery's eye probably shouldn't get hit with the chlorine right yeah, now. Yeah. The poor thing. She got, <laughs> she got beach eyeball. Yeah. She, my parents took Avery and Lincoln for like a week. They picked him up on, or my mom picked him up on Friday and kept him till Friday. So she was gone for a whole week and same with Lincoln. But yeah, she got, <laughs> she, they went to the beach like two days in a row um, cause my parents live by the beach and, um, and she was boogie boarding. So she got like sand and salt water she, like, sand in blasted yeah. in her eyeball. <laughs> she was like, I can feel it. And I was like, Oh, I remember that as a kid, you know, it you really hit that, so that wave that crashes. And then like, right you as up. you get into, you know, the waves that crash like back to back. And so the one in front of you has all the sand mm-hmm. and you get it all in your mouth and, and it keeps nose. tumbling you. Yeah. And you. <laughs> it's weird. And it's crazy because that's the simple fact of how easy it is to drown in the ocean mm-hmm. because it could be literally water barely to your above your knee uh-huh. but if as long as it's low enough for you to be put your head under uh-huh. and you just get tumbled and tumbled and tumbled over and over yeah and then you lose what direction it's crazy oh i know it's, it's so happened to me scary. a lot as a kid and that's i think mm-hmm. why i have a lot of anxiety about the beach see our vacation i'm um the oregon coast is really brutal mm-hmm. and the water is never warm but I've always been afraid when I was a kid, you know, the water, you didn't really play in the ocean too much Mm -hmm. because it was, it was too cold. You could go in, oh my God, freeze and run out. But like right now, I think the Oregon coast is like 68 degrees and mostly Mm -hmm. cloudy. (laughs) So, I mean, that's a good day at the beach for me. I don't mind that at all because I'm just going to put my feet in the water and look Mm -hmm. for shells. So, 
Um, but the the problem is that people over there die all the time getting mm-hmm. crushed by logs because oh, yeah. it's the just in general you know trees crash down mm-hmm. and they get washed down the river and then that washes mm-hmm. the outlet into the ocean but also like barges that carry logs mm-hmm. they lose logs and it's it's i don't i, I swear in the pacific northwest in general all the way up to like washington you know uh-huh. um it's like we don't have we don't it it's not like riptide and sneaker wave warning. It's mm-hmm. log warnings. Yeah. Like, That's crazy. We don't yes, have that here. Mm-hmm. It's log if warnings. If anything so... here, it's shark or um, <laughs> no, there's like no wildlife. Sharks, you know? <laughs> wildlife. There's it's... sea life. Actually, there is a, currently a um, regionally, we call them cougars, but mm. a mountain lion around the coast right now, oh, which is really? interesting. It's like you've seen articles about uh-huh. it. But um, yeah, so instead of like warning toxic water like there is down oh, here, it's yeah. like warning logs have frequently been washing up and they'll crush you to death and they do and they've killed a lot of children it's a bummer that's crazy i would just never let my kids go in the water it's you're just very like you just don't go deep yeah no just like splash to the hip but it's so cold yeah no here you get the riptides really bad Mm -hmm. um it's that clash of hot and cold water yeah and then when i know when the kids were there. They saw a sea lion riding the wave. So oh, there's like, that's why I'm like, there's sea life. You got to mm-hmm, yeah, look for out sure. for jellyfish. I remember going to the beach and there was a jellyfish that washed up on shore. So they're mm-hmm. like, there's, you know, but it's the ocean. But for the most part, it's like, you just get the surfers <laughs> and the, the boogie board, you know, like my kids were boogie mm-hmm. boarding. And I guess there was another like few people boogie boarding and cheering her on because it was her first time going on a boogie board. Cute. So, yeah. So they had fun. So that's why I was like, we'll do it soon. We'll do a beach trip because my mom has extra boogie boards. I don't because we don't live by the beach. (laughs) And we don't go that often because I don't really like the beach where I'm like, I can go one time a summer and I'm good. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'll go once because I got four kids I got to like deal with and pack up and all the sand in the van and... (laughs) I know. I'm just too like OCD about certain things. I get it though. And you're, well, because I'm the one that has to clean. I'm the one that has sure. to like get everyone packed up Packs. and ready, mm-hmm. and then you're get the there. Catching puke in your bare hands yep. for the inevitable sick child. Yep. And which then, is my kid too. So it's yeah, like that's another three of our thing. kids. Like we just all it's three so girls. normal. And me and you, and, but yeah, you drive, all so of us. you don't get car sick when you're driving. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. No. Yeah. That's why I drive. Weird. I know a lot of people like that too, and I'm hoping that i don't have that problem i'm guessing i won't yeah i I, um yes i'm almost 35 and i'll drive (laughs) that's okay (laughs) um yeah i'm 35 and i'm always the driver so (laughs) but that's fine i mean my mom drove me to the uh the mechanics to pick up the van um and i was Mm -hmm. fine but that's like a short 10 minute drive tiny tiny drive yeah (laughs) so but if i had to drive to the beach i could not like be a passenger passenger? no i've done it before like after i had Newport's a little farther than i've gone i realized like i usually i'm totally like the venice santa monica beach that's Mm. where we'll go but um no newport's like an hour yeah it's it's just a different direction right yeah it's not uh that way like san i'm pointing like anyone can see that way to santa monica is it more this no, way no it's, it's it's more like, like straight okay gotcha. straight across yeah you take the 91 gotcha <laughs> 91 down to the <laughs> take the 91 down to got a new part beach yeah and it pretty much dead ends cool. into Newport. i've only been there a couple of times um my you brother... went for my bridal shower oh yeah that's right yeah okay so, so literally a couple times yeah i've been maybe i've been three times i think then because i went nope just twice 
once my brother-in-law, he used to live in Newport Mm -hmm. and, um, we stayed there for just overnight Mm -hmm. and, um, but we also only went to the beach at nighttime that day. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then for your bridal shower and I actually think that's it. Oh, well, yeah. So I to like me, it. it seems like a long drive, I think, just because it's a different drive. So yeah. it seems like no, a long like hour I because get everything there, is unfamiliar. I can get there in an hour or less. Oh, okay. Um, depending so. on traffic. That's what I was saying. If we did go for the day, mm-hmm. we could go when there's not traffic heading there. It needs to be like a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. During the week when we head out after all the morning like, traffic. Yep, let's see. Maybe leave it. People leave for work for nine to five, so you need to mm-hmm. like leave at nine, maybe yeah, nine or be, ten. And you know, 10. we always hit a little bit of traffic Have by lunch. like the fifteen and the. <laughs> Anyways, we sound like Californians. Seriously, now. California. Like telling you our whole vacation plan. <laughs> you guys are like, okay, that's cool. We're not fucking there. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> we're just chilling, talking to each other. I know. Sometimes I forget we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we're gonna Welcome do the beach summer. yeah yeah it's pretty much where you live in southern california so it's like what do you do it's like you go to the beach or it's fucking hot yeah it's so hot and it's, it's a lot hard. cooler by the beach mm-hmm. or you just yeah. chill out in the pool in the backyard <laughs> or drive to yeah. my parents house in chino and they have like a few houses but well two and then they rent out the other two but yeah so go to my parents house in chino and swim in their pool because they mm-hmm. actually have a pool so like a big pool but yeah, so we were just talking about summer stuff. Trying to figure it out because, I mean, you know, we homeschool. So mm-hmm. we technically aren't restricted by a school schedule like that. Mm-hmm. But kind of just because the, the kids are bored. Yeah. <laughs> so we're trying and, to figure out something. And because they finish school in like an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly. like, then what? Yeah. So. It's like they wake up, have breakfast, do your school, hour, time to go. Let's go to the beach. Yeah. That's what we're like. Oh, we'll just do that. And, and eventually um, when this podcast takes off and we become rich. <laughs> We'll go to Disneyland all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the goal. That's the goal. Seriously. Help us get to Disneyland. Join Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. You, you get can, it. You can try it for, for free. For seven days. Yeah. And then if you like us. And we have a pretty decent amount of our Mommies After Hours episodes there. Mm-hmm. And we're working on sending out some. We want to send out feelers. If you have um, a paranormal story, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Aliens, True Ghosts, crime. Anything, anything true crime yeah we really want to hear send it send us any interesting story yep. that you have crafts and crime pod at gmail.com yep send us an email and we really we'll want to read it. it don't be gross i know yeah be nice and also just a warning we can sue people in california if you send genital pictures yep it's so a don't felony do that. here <laughs> don't do <laughs> so that don't do it yeah but yeah no we really any story even if you just want to say hey mm-hmm Hey, we, we like probably you guys. could just be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> or so, yeah. just, hey, I want a shout out, <laughs> you know, you on go. Patreon. But you have to be on Patreon. Yep. Thanks, so. Nancy Hasiak, <laughs> because my mom and dad just got remarried again. I know. And Crystal Hasiak, our mm-hmm. two Patreon supporters. <laughs> yeah, as of right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, we have more stuff coming. We really do. Yeah. But right now, it's Mommy's After Hours, and we're going to have some little trinkets. Maybe we'll do a giveaway of some kind. Mm-hmm. We're cricket masters yep you are I, <laughs> well i can make pretty much anything and so maybe and we should make like a tote bag or something we're gonna do something yep, fun shirts too. sweatshirts mm-hmm. um bumper stickers or window decals i should say because <laughs> i just made a window decal for the van and yay your husband's car and my husband's car whoop, whoop. so it's like the qr code to our link tree and <laughs> so if that's something anyone would like head over to patreon and maybe we'll send out some yeah window decals to our patrons That'd be fun. And yeah, that would be fun. And then you can say, hey, I like these people and I'll put them on my car. 
So, friends forever. Yeah, I know. So let's see. You, I forgot. I did the crime or the the craft. You did the crime. So you yeah, have it's my my craft this week. And you said it's itty bitty. Yeah, it's pretty short, and it's so funny I because keep hitting my microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you? I know. I'm sorry. I'm um, if you remember last week, uh, when you had started talking about your my craft, sewing needles. yeah, and my eyes were like, what? And I was like, oh, no, what? no. <laughs> my craft is needle felting. <laughs> What we do we not don't talk about anything, we and then don't. before you were like macrame, and I was like, shut up! Like it, we never we talk don't. about this stuff. No, and it's not like I'm talking to your mom all the time. No. Like, I, and so it's not like she would have <laughs> told me. Someday we're macrame. gonna have the same exact one. I know. You're gonna be like, I already wrote it. I'm like, yeah. well, let's sit together. <laughs> we'll compare notes. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So needle felting. Yeah, did you get scared felting. when I said needle? You know, sewing needles. Um, sort of, but be- because I think you did say sewing needles, so I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all get needles back to back. Is what I, when I was searching up sewing needles, it's mm-hmm. like the subcategories. One of them is needle felting, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, well, I don't do that. So <laughs> I do. <Yeah. laughs> See, that's where we're the same, but different. Different. <laughs> yeah. So, um. If in case people don't actually know the process, the process of felting in general is you first separate fibers and then you are laying them out in a alternating pattern. Mm-hmm. And um, then you are tangling the fibers back together by and then it's like relocking the fibers mm-hmm. and it's typically animal fiber. And um, it's been around since the Neolithic period, which was about um, 10,000 BCE to 2200 BCE. And um, there are um, museum historical samples of surviving pieces of felt dating to the Bronze and the Iron Age. Oh, wow. So the typical kind of felting that... Um, has been done throughout history is the wet felting mm-hmm. which is um, the the same process we're gonna say we're gonna use some sheep fiber so we're gonna pull out the fibers that have already been processed pull them into little short sections run them um, vertically make a mat mm-hmm. and run them horizontally, horizontally. Okay. then I'm guessing because again it's really tricky to find this information mm-hmm. it's strange um, the tutorial that will be one of my sources is a YouTube video just to watch that I watched really quick. Um, she uses a type of netting that's like a really open weave tool kind of. Okay. And then you take water and a little bit of soap. She just had bar soap. Okay. And she sloshed it together and she started padding the whole felted, the felt pad that she had made with the wool mm-hmm. and the um, mesh on top. Okay. And as she gently pats and she's massaging, the net is knotting up the material. Okay. So she lifts the um, netting up just because sometimes the fibers will start to lock. So Mm -hmm. it's a process of just continuously mashing and rubbing gently and you're vigorously, you're rubbing it together. Exactly. Okay. And so I'm guessing back in the day, they probably used a type of linen or silk fabric or they possibly just scrubbed it on rocks mm-hmm. is kind of what I'm okay. thinking with just water because water will do it in okay. general. Mm-hmm. So needle fin- fitting, <laughs> needle felting itself. Again, I searched for so long trying to find this patent. I cannot find who made it. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so um, 
we've talked about doing updated episodes of certain things and I will try to find it and I'll let everybody know. Invented in the 1800s with the very first patent of the needle punch machine was granted in 1859. And originally it was used to make um, insulation and batting, uh, saddle pads, and it was made the same way but it was used from I love this term of course I do it was called slaughterhouse fabric okay so what it was is it's just the trimmed off remnants of um already woolen materials like you know knitted crocheted materials so Mm -hmm. it was like chunks of already pre-made the ends of fabric linen the ends of the wool okay. roving chunks and pads okay, just if like you've the... ever got like a furniture moving blanket oh yes, yes literally yes. like that okay it's that is it it's, it's felted just a bunch of random random stuff. threads and crap okay. felted, including the clipped hair of soldiers <laughs> but nobody was wearing these do you remember that episode where spongebob knitted squidward a sweater made of his eyelashes uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god so itchy so <clears throat> so the soldier's hair um because apparently human hair is really insulating so the machine is made up of basically um, a block of wood, large, obviously, mm-hmm. with the n- barbed needles. Now, when I say barbed needles, think of if you took a sewing needle and you took a pair of scissors and you just like jammed oh. it. And made okay. a really sharp little niche in it. Okay. Because that's uh-huh. what it looks uh-huh. like to the naked eye. And so what happens is process as the board comes down and all the needles stab through the layered up materials. Mm-hmm. It's stabbing, ripping, and nodding as it's pulling okay. up, pushing down, pulling it. up, and it's nodding over and over and it mm-hmm. makes this big giant pad. So this is how the machine works. <clears throat> Um, <clears throat> sorry. It was much quicker than wet felting because there was also no drying process. Yeah. There was no process of possibility of mold or mildew. Mm-hmm. And uh, soap is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Especially back then. <laughs> yeah. So um, they ended up, this process continued and it was used as an underlay for carpet, mm-hmm. um, dust barriers, and also much later as car flooring when vehicles were oh, in mass production. Okay. This process did not change. It stayed exactly the same and uh, felted is the same process with these machines, just updated and more mechanized. And, you know, it's probably a steel plate with needles that are industrial and last forever. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, Moving 100 years, 150 years later. David and Eleanor Stanwood, sorry, my handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) They worked with felt producers in Belgium. Um, They had a sheep ranch, and so they would sell them their product. And I believe that they also um, were like, had had a business that also sold the products that the company made of like... um, uh, batting, quote batting, mm-hmm. and things okay. like that. Um, so they were running out of uses for the fleece. Um, I have talked about this in the past episode. Um, a fleece is so heavy, and it takes so much process to strip it of the lanolin. lanolin. Mm-hmm. It takes so long; it's really caustic. And today, okay, let me take that back. I was like twenty. 
but um when i was 20 a sheep farmer had told me that the giant bags of uh, that they use to hold the fleece to take to market mm-hmm. the bags cost like $12 and the fleece is worth nine yeah so you're literally crazy. paying someone else to just get rid of it yeah because you have to shear the sheep mm-hmm. so they were running out of uses they didn't have enough and too much fleece so the couple had wanted to start making lightweight quilt batting and in case you don't know what that is it's the middle section of cooler material blankets and mm-hmm. quilts and it is just like a light fluffy mm-hmm. cotton it's usually polyester yeah. uh, material but you could see through it it's really wispy uh-huh. it looks like the stuff inside of a stuffed animal but as yeah, a yeah. sheet but, yeah solid and so they wanted to make a lightweight version and so eleanor went to her um producer in belgium and she actually bought the needles that are meant to use to replace the needles in the industrial machine. Mm-hmm. And she started needle felting quilt batting by hand. Oh my gosh. Light and airy and beautiful. And she made this uh-huh. technique so good that she actually des- started the market for felted, because like scratchy, yeah. for felted scarves oh, like, oh, that would be, and yeah. shawls, but imagine all soft and fleecy mm-hmm. and warm, thin, but warm mm-hmm. knitwear, but felted. Yeah. And so ironically, in the early 80s, so around this same time, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sorry, David and Eleanor, I believed also lived in California. Oh, okay. So an artist, a, te- a textile artist here in California named Ayala Taupai, um, she was gifted a bunch, like a handful bunch of various styles and samples of felting needles that a friend brought her from New England from an abandoned wool mill. Because hmm. these, these, you could not just get them. They were not a thing mm-hmm. that was available to people. And so she really brought uh, needle felting to the forefront of folk art. And she got really popular with these super precious, ridiculously adorable little trolls. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, a needle felt again, COVID picked up and it's a craft that you can do. I love the sound. Makes like this crunchy, stabby. And come on, who doesn't want to stab something like a million times sometimes? (laughs) Um, But it's actually a really booming craft and you can buy the stuff everywhere, anywhere online. It's super Mm -hmm. popular in like Japanese kawaii crafting um, and it's super readily available for everyone. And surprisingly, wool roving now is really cheap because again, Mm -hmm. the availability for it and the process is different and Mm -hmm. mechanized industrialized and so these materials are actually really cheap just like my quilling episode I got a kit on Amazon that was huge and it even came with like fake little eyeballs so you could Mm -hmm. make little creatures Mm -hmm. it was like $12 yeah I was gonna say I've seen the the needle felting Mm -hmm. kits on Amazon I am not great at it but what I do needle felting for is like three-dimensional embroidery Mm. Um, but I do love just, it really is relaxing to just like, mm-hmm. it's, it, that's what it sounds like. It's so crunchy and amazing and I love it. But you'll stab yourself. Yeah. You really will. But I have two fun facts. Yay, my favorite. Kevlar is actually felt. <laughs> oh, okay. Kevlar is a type of felted super polymer fiber. Wow. And it was invented by a woman 
at DuPont. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's a whole nother something uh, else. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, this woman was like a genius. I'm sorry. I don't have her name. I'm a jerk. I thought about it, but, and then I was, this was literally right before we recorded. <laughs> um, and, uh, she created this amazing felt and it turned into what is Kevlar now as we know it, which is so interesting. That is. It's felted plastic. Yeah. Super plastic. And um, actually, lots of different types of felt are used on space shuttles and space stations. Hmm. They use felt for sound dampening and soundproofing mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it's like there's no sound in space. So I imagine you it would echo pretty bad inside of these yeah. metal boxes. Uh-huh. And it's used for thermal, um, thermal protection. There's okay. a kind of felt called... I don't know if it's Nomex or Nomex. Nomex felt reusable surface insulation. It's a white, flexible fabric, and it offers heat protection up to um, 371 degrees Celsius, which is 700 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. So I'm guessing it's probably right around the part where the rocket, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that would make sense. Ta-da! <laughs> wow. I am allergic to wool, (laughs) (laughs) but I love, I love felting. Apparently my hands aren't allergic. Well, I need to shave my Angora still because it's so hot and I just haven't shaved Mm -hmm. Mildred because I think she's due with babies, but Mm, we could totally shave Mildred soon. And then you've got some, I almost said alpaca. (laughs) I don't have alpacas. I have Angoras. I'll make a rabbit out of rabbit hair. And then I'll post it on Instagram. (laughs) There you go. We'll record it for um, Patreon. Yeah. But the sound is really, it's magic. I love it. Well, that would be fun. (laughs) Excuse me. So, wow. Good job. That's crazy how it was like a crossover and we didn't even mean to do that. It happens a lot. (laughs) I know. But I do, when I said that on the last episode and I saw your eyes I was like oh, no, dude, is this the episode where it's like that's what I was going to do I already had it written out I, yeah but I did a very specific thing but you did too and and I try so to weird. Stick- and these don't have eyeballs they actually the sorry I guess I could have explained that the sorry <laughs> no I said the and I went oh sorry I guess I should explain that the oh, needle felting tool now that we use, there are several different kinds. So you mm, can do tiny mm-hmm. projects, which is a single needle, and they have different hook, like the little barb on it. It's deeper, bigger, but <clears throat> it looks like uh, the handle of an ice pick. It's a nice, cozy, ergonomic kind uh-huh, of handle in your hand. Uh-huh. And um, it typically has a part that you swivel apart or pull out. So mine has a little looks like a cork and you pull it out because the end of your needle felting needle is an L bar. And so you take the L bar and you jam it down into the wooden cork looking piece. And then you put that into the handle. Oh, there you go. That's all I forgot. Sorry. (laughs) And that's the tool, the hand tool. But some people will just use it, the metal without even the handle, because there are specifically ones that like are three needles in. You have to jam that down. I have seen that. So it just depends. But I only use the one needle because I still stab myself a lot. And Mm -hmm. again, I'm just doing small projects. Um, Like I did a uh, a thistle. Do you stab yourself in the the 
finger like it's whatever you're holding so you're holding so like you're holding between my thumb and index finger say i'm yourself. making a ball the first project i did was a tomato Aww. and so i made a little teeny tiny tomato and you're holding it and yeah you'll stab stab and it'll go through and hit you right in the thumb oh or the gosh finger. that's not and, like can you wear a thimble <clears throat> yes um my my set actually comes with two leather finger cots oh cool they don't work oh <laughs> but they're but what cheap if you, did, like, if the you me- had like a good one the or metal something. I don't know if you'd be able to manipulate it the way you need to because you also need to feel how deep the needle is going because if you do it super duper deep, you're going to knot it tight. You have to do it surface level sometimes. Sometimes you need to do it really deep. It helps to be able to feel it. So with the leather, you can still kind of feel it resonate. It feels, I don't do it super (laughs) often, but it feels like if you ever had to get your blood sugar taken. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's not horrific. You're just like, ouch. Oh, I know. I've poked myself so many times. Even with the, the um, like the blunt, <laughs> yeah. Even the embroidery needle, mm-hmm. and it's blunt or the cross stitch needle. Yeah, I swear it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think it is yeah. because an embroidery needle has to be sharp because it's going yeah, through fabric. Yeah, so it's like a cross stitch needle hole. is very blunt, and I've poked myself with a blunt mm-hmm. needle. I'm like, ew, because it still has like a tiny oh, little yeah, it's got point, some point at to the it. end. Yeah, because you're going through a small little, especially because if you have like a really small count of ada cloth it's got to push mm-hmm. the fiber apart mm-hmm. yeah it does um yeah if it's a tight weave but um wow well that was interesting so Thanks. you learned about we learned about needles and needle crafting <laughs> I'm like, what's next More we're just stuff. moving <laughs> right on through everything and i mean I don't. At some point, we're going to have to collaborate. I really don't know what I'm doing next. <laughs> I don't either. That's why I'm like, at some point, we're going to have to collaborate because I don't think I have. That was my foot <laughs> on my desk because I can't sit still for some reason. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that point. But I have some ideas when I was looking up. I do have one that I want to do, and it's going to be a really in-depth one. So I'm like, eh. Well, just tell me when you want to do it, and I'll make sure that day I have a short crime. Yeah. Even though every time we think anything is short, it's not. <laughs> I know. That's I'm like, oh, my crafts or my craft, my crime this week might be a little short, but we'll see. Mm. So might as well get into it. Okay. okay. I know. <laughs> <clears throat> so my case, I'm sorry. Let me adjust my microphone for one second. That's why you're hearing everything. I need to sit up straight. I was really relaxed. <laughs> like sitting <laughs> back at my chair. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. <clears throat> So this is the case of Beth Von Steiner. So in Spotsylvania, Virginia, on December 22nd, 2009, Beth Von Steiner is baking some cookies for her church. And she talks to her brother, Eric, on the phone, who lives, you know, is about an hour away from her. And they're talking about plans for Christmas get togethers. And they plan, the plan is she's going to drive out to his house the very next day. So they're going to celebrate Christmas, you know, early. <clears throat> so the next day rolls around and Beth doesn't show up at her brother's house. Mm. So Eric tries calling her like a bunch of times and she doesn't answer. And then her son also tries to get a hold of her with no answer. So both of them are like really worried because mm-hmm. it's not like Beth to just like not show up at a family event, yeah. you know. And so they you know decide to let's just call the police to do like a welfare check go and check out the house and see what's going on because remember her brother lives an hour away so it's like Mm -hmm. well let's just call the police and see so 
Maybe she got like the stomach flu. She's like yeah, stuck she's on the toilet or, or something. Yeah, and she's just not answering the phone. Um, so officers go to her house and they tell them like everything looks fine. There's no evidence of anything and there's no sign of Beth. Mm-hmm. So it's now Christmas and her brother knows that she would not miss Christmas. So he decides to drive to her house himself to look for her because they still can't get a hold of her. So Eric enters the home and he notices that the power to the house is out. Uh So he is like, that's strange. But then he also notices something else. There was a, she had a big rack of DVDs. So kind of picture like your living room, (laughs) one of your shelves, a big Uh shelf full of DVDs and it should be completely full. But most of them were gone. Like, her brother says that, like, about 80% of the DVDs were gone. Wow. So it's like, what? That's weird. No, so, DVDs aren't worth anything. That's yeah. Strange. Well, this is 2009. So this is when everything was on DVD. Remember when we would get, like, Netflix in the mail? Yeah, I guess they were more. Yeah. yeah. That was, like, the begin- beginning-ish of Netflix. Well, no, it was, like, around for a while. But, yeah. So, yeah, we're that old. <laughs> Seriously. We got Netflix and DVDs like, in the I mail. I buy DVDs for $3 yeah. right now. Mm. Yeah, you do have a lot of DVDs. <laughs> so imagine if then 80, if I walk into your house and 80% of your DVDs You're are gonna gone, I'm going to know like what? For sure. Especially since I help pack them up and move them. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just strange. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. what? This is odd. So And moving that many DVDs is not easy. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think it was as much as you, but it was like a big shelf. So I'm picturing maybe one of your bookshelves Mm -hmm. full of DVDs, like maybe 80% of that is gone. Whatever you could carry probably in trash bags or whatever. I get, yeah. So, um, so her brother's still there like, okay, that's weird. And then he notices a red stain on the carpet. And so he decides to call 911 so officers can come back out and take another look around. And, you know, of course he's thinking the worst like she's nowhere to be found Mm -hmm. what's this red stain so detectives show up at beth's house and eric shows them the stain on the carpet but it's quickly determined to be red wine not blood thank goodness yeah so it's just you know wine and but still there's no sign of beth and where's her dvds yeah so so yeah because like clearly something happened there's stuff missing from her house she's not Mm -hmm. here so detectives are like okay we're gonna look around the house i think her brother just like Okay, just walked in, saw this stuff. This is weird. I'm gonna call yeah. authorities. Something happened. I don't think he, he's like, I'm not Didn't gonna look mess around. With anything. No. <clears throat> so detectives are like, hey, we're gonna look around the house now that we're in the house, and um, see if we can find anything else out of the ordinary or any signs to see like what happened. And unfortunately, or fortunately, it didn't take long for them to find out that something did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they enter the bedroom and they find a ton of blood and blood splatter there was high impact blood spatter on er, splatter on the walls and there was contact blood transfer on the bed and the floor there was a ton of blood in the room and one of the detectives lifted up a mat that was next to the bed and found a pool of blood that was coagulated and there was human tissue and brain matter in the blood So CSI is immediately called to assist in the investigation. 
and the house and the outbuildings were searched. They like literally were like, we need to search everywhere. Mm-hmm. Foul plays happen. Mm-hmm. It's something's going on. We need to find out what's going on. Yeah, the average person doesn't like fall and crack their brain everywhere. No, but this was like all over. Exactly. So it was clear it that it was like, blood spatter. Yes. Yeah. I keep saying spatter. Splatter on the walls. It was a, it was high impact. So it was like someone was hit mm-hmm. and, exactly. and the blood flew in the wall. So, um, <clears throat> so they are searching everywhere outside and detectives notice a uh, really suspicious pile of trash that just seemed a little out of place mm-hmm. and it was pretty far away from the house so it was just kind of like a weird spot for trash to be piled up yeah and so detectives searched through this pile and they noticed human flesh peeking out of the pile they then obviously had to treat all of this trash as evidence mm-hmm. you know because it could be a fingerprint there could be blood there could be anything mm-hmm. so oh they have God. to carefully remove all this trash i mean to literally keep every tiny scrap of mm-hmm. everything and document all of it yeah and look at every single bit of it under a microscope yeah, exactly so very tedious so then they get down to a sheet and when the sheet was removed they saw the body of beth von steiner and this is in December in Virginia. So mm-hmm. her body was like frozen. Frozen. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> they her body was taken for autopsy. So meanwhile, CSI are scouring the house for clues. And they find a mop bucket with the liquid inside that appeared to be blood. Mm. So it's like maybe they tried to clean up the blood. <laughs> they just realized it was too crazy. much. They can't do it. Yeah. And there were multiple items missing, not just the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Her Dodge pickup truck was missing. Oh. Her purse, her cell phone, and her credit cards were missing. Mm. And obviously the DVDs, but also VHS tapes were missing from the home and DVD players and stuff. So over 200 items of evidence were collected at the scene and sent to the lab. Oh, wow. So imagine those CSI oh my gosh i like could you imagine getting that in like you just show up to work on you know a monday morning and it's like we've got 200 pieces of evidence that we need you to discover through and half of that is probably trash fast as possible yeah so detectives sorry detectives at the scene look through some piles of papers that were around because they're looking through the house Mm -hmm. and they find a bank statement showing that her account had about sixteen thousand dollars in it And they see that there was a transaction that occurred at the bank on December 22nd, the last day that Beth was known to be alive. Remember, Mm -hmm. she talked to her brother. Right. So they knew, okay, something happened on the 22nd at the bank. So they go to the bank to see if there was surveillance showing who made the transaction. Mm -hmm. And when they play the video, it's corrupted. And the way that people are like, popping in and out like it's really glitchy why does this happen every time i know and at a bank i'm like come on so it's like really like it's so offensive how often this happens yeah and so you could kind of see okay there's a person they disappear there's a person like as they're walking they disappear whatever so um they attempt to slow down the video so that they could try to get a clearer image of people like coming in and out of the bank Mm -hmm. and they notice a woman standing at the counter wearing a bandana and it looks like Beth von Steiner. So it was mm. Beth. 
And there's no signs of danger around her. Everything's perfectly normal. So they know, okay, she just went to the bank. It was her. It wasn't anybody else. And they knew she was alive on the 22nd. She talked to her brother, you know. So investigators then decide to talk to Beth's neighbors. And one neighbor says that she talked to Beth just hours after she left the bank around 9 o'clock. And Beth told her she had a couple of friends over and had to kick out an intoxicated woman. She said that um, Beth told her it was an all-girl party, but the neighbor said she was pretty sure she heard the voice of a man. Mm-hmm. So <clears> detectives <throat> then find a receipt from Walmart dated December 21st. So at, the day before. The day before okay. at 1.07 p.m. for a mop, bucket, and cleaning supplies. <laughs> so then they're thinking, did the killer go and buy these items before planning plan- this yeah so they're like okay we need to contact walmart mm-hmm. get the cctv footage um for like right around that time so they go to walmart they're able to get access to the footage and they're looking at the registers right around the time of the receipt you know because mm-hmm. they have the di- the time stamped receipt so they look at the footage around the rest uh, registers and um they see that the person buying the items is Beth. Hmm. So she bought the items. And so she just bought normal cleaning supplies. Yeah. It was just a coincidence that used her for her own yeah, murder. She just bought items That's that so sad. Would, like, the person would attempt <sighs> to clean up her murder. So Beth is then seen leaving the store and going to her gray Dodge pickup truck. And detectives continue to watch footage now from the parking lot mm-hmm. at Walmart. And at 1.11 p.m., a shopping cart comes into view, and there are two people that are seen helping Beth unload uh, up her truck. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they're too far away. The footage yeah. is really grainy. So they now knew Beth wasn't alone and that there were two other people that got into her truck and drove away with her. So the camera over the exit is looked at so they can see, like, when Beth leaves the store, yeah. like, who are these two people? Were they with her? And they can tell that one person is small and slim and was wearing a light colored top and wearing a hat. Hmm. Second person was taller and was wearing a baseball hat, a hoodie, and baggy pants. They appeared to be a male and a female. Okay. So they're thinking maybe these were some of the guests that were at her house for the little party that she had, you know, a little get together. Mm-hmm. But there's no clear view of their faces. They really don't know who yeah. they're looking for. They just know, okay, these are two people that have had contact with her around the day that she was killed so meanwhile the medical examiner's report comes in and beth's cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head Mm -hmm. Uh, the wound pattern indicated that it was a sharp rounded item like a spade and the manner of death was clearly homicide Uh, beth's credit card records then come in and her credit card was used at a local kohl's and a nearby gas station Hmm. Both of these transactions happened on December 23rd. The day after. after. Mm-hmm. So at this point, she had not shown up at her brother's house. Remember, she was supposed to be there on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. So they knew, hmm, we need to go to Cole's, you know, try to see the security footage. Security footage, day. yes. Okay. Um, so on the Cole's footage, just before the transaction at 514. Oh, God. Someone in a pink bandana shows up on the screen. 
they are seen putting clothes and shoes on the counter. And the only thing that detectives can see in the video is the back of the person's head and is clearly a woman. Mm-hmm. And the footage showed it wasn't Beth. Mm-hmm. It was not of Beth using not. her card. <clears throat> there is more footage looked over at Coles. Like they try to look at different areas, different try angles, to, mm-hmm. try to see if she walked past. Yes. And they were able to find a better picture of the woman that used her card. And now they're wondering, is this the same woman who was with Beth at Walmart? You know, if so, then where's the man? Mm -hmm. So then they look at the front entrance footage to see when she's walking in. And they see a man walking in with her at 4.50 p.m. And the man was behind her and he had a gray sweater and a hat. So like the same outfit, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically it's once again, surveillance, surveillance video is never really clear. It's never good. And it and sucks because so, like you think they should because stuff like this happens. Oh, and all like the time. when don't you want to know who stole your crap? You can't even see. You can't yeah, even tell. You can barely get a good picture. You guys are like million multi-billion dollar companies and mm-hmm. you can't have decent freaking security cameras in your store. Yeah. So it, it's <laughs> once again, it's always a grainy photo. Mm-hmm. It's always very, very hard to see. Yeah. So um, Beth's neighbor is called in to see if she can identify any of the party guests and she wasn't able to. However, she did give detectives a possible name. Desi. So they're thinking, okay, well, we got to look into this Desi chick. So at this time, footage comes in from the gas station where Beth's card was used for the last time. So the last transaction on her card was at this gas station. Mm -hmm. Shows on December 23rd at 5.42 p.m., just 30 minutes after the suspects were seen on surveillance at Kohl's. Mm -hmm. They show up in a pickup truck. Her stolen pickup truck. Looks like Beth's. (laughs) They pull in. And the two suspects from Coles are seen, like, on camera. Mm-hmm. And the man was wearing the white sweater that was purchased at Coles using Beth's credit card. Oh, my gosh. It is clear. Like, these two people are just going on a shopping spree mm-hmm. using her credit card after she's been killed. So, these two people also, they just were going about. Like, didn't look remorseful or anything. They mm-hmm. just, you know apparently they're you know detectives are thinking like they just killed this woman and they're going off using her card so all the evidence is pointing directly towards them yeah so detectives are like we need to find this desi person so they end up finding 28 year old desiree warthen yeah Mm -hmm. warthen and she had been arrested on december 22nd (laughs) that night for public intoxication that was the same night Beth the kicked out a drunk woman that? Oh my uh, out of her party. She was also a good match to the woman seen on the footage. Mm-hmm. And so they tracked Desiree to, or Desiree, I think it is, but it's spelled Desiree, to a battered woman's shelter in Northern Virginia. And she had been hiding there for the past few days after a pretty violent assault. And mm-hmm. um, so did detect- that guy? Or does it did, not? Yeah. Pretty much. Detectives yeah. asked her if she recognized Beth and they could tell that like she was lying and she didn't want, she clearly it was like, I'm not going to talk. Mm-hmm. So then they tell her like, we have footage of you and Beth together. So she then says that the last time she saw Beth was when she had kicked her out because she was drunk. And then after that, it was just her and Benny. She said mm-hmm. that she was at Beth's house with Benny and she tells detectives that on December 22nd, her and Benny helped Beth clean up her house. She said that Beth was, like, really trying to help her get on her feet. Mm -hmm. Like, 
back on her feet. And then she tells them, like, as they're cleaning up, um, her and Benny found a bank statement showing that Beth had $16,000 in her account. So Desi said that she was going to try to wire herself $500 from Beth's account. And she said that she tried to do it because she was drunk and that, but Beth caught on to her mm-hmm. and threw her out. She was okay. then later arrested for public intoxication and she was held overnight. So this showed that Desi was not there when Beth was killed. Gotcha. She said that after she was released, her and Betty went shopping at Kohl's with Beth's credit card. She claims like Benny told her he had Beth's permission to use her cards. And she said <laughs> that when she started questioning him as to like, well, where's Beth? Why do you have her truck and her cards? Mm-hmm. It was all of this questioning and doubt that ended up with Benny hitting her in the face. Like gotcha. pretty bad. So he threatened like, her. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you question me or whatever. And he threatened her to be quiet or she would end up in the trash pile too. <gasps> mm-hmm. Gross. So detectives knew that she was telling the truth because nobody knew where they found Beth's body. Mm-hmm. So that was like she had to have known. But it couldn't have been her. She was in prison. In, yeah. She was or locked jail, up in jail. Yeah. She was drunk tank. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Sleeping it off. So they then get Benny's full name. Benny Wayne McCroskey. A background check shows that he has a record and he was recently released from prison on November 5th, 2009. He was their main suspect. One freaking month. Mm-hmm. Two That's months. All he could do. A yeah, month and a half. A you can't freaking half. not kill someone in a mm-hmm. month and a half. So um, <clears throat> they tried to find him at his last known address and they knew that he was living with a woman named Brandy Taylor. And when they go to the house and talk to Brandy, they show her a picture of Benny. And she Mm -hmm. says that Benny is her boyfriend's uncle. She was able to provide, like, a bit more of a timeline. Mm -hmm. Is that why they were at the party? Like, the kind of, like, acquaintances of the boy? Because wasn't it supposed to be an all-girl party? Yeah. So, I... So, Benny and... And, um... I'm sorry. Benny and Desi Mm -hmm. were together. Okay. They were going... They were with... Beth because they were cleaning her house she was kind of helping them out you know so yeah so when they go to his house Benny's house it's it's his um nephew's girlfriend or whatever so she's saying like no that's my boyfriend's uncle and so she said like he had been staying with them on and off since the 22nd Mm -hmm. and he hadn't been around the past couple of days and then she says that on December 23rd when he came to the house he had a big trash bag full of DVDs and a DVD player Mm-mm. as a gift for her son. Oh. So that's when they were able to put together that the DVD player was one of the DVD players missing from Beth's house. Okay. And they figure he's like, it, all of the DVDs, though, weren't given to her son. So they're like, well, I bet you he's trying to sell these other ones. Mm-hmm. And so... Detectives look at pawn shops in the area, and only a few hours later, they have a lead. A pawn shop 10 miles away from Beth's house had a man come in with 70 DVDs to sell. And this man matched Benny's description, and so surveillance is set up at the pawn shop waiting for his return. And so when he does return to the pawn shop, detectives Uh try to approach him. But he takes off running Mm-mm. and he is last seen running across a car dealership. <laughs> and so a canine unit is called to help find him. And eventually he was found in the car dealership parking lot and he was taken into custody. 
So when detectives try to interrogate him, he completely refuses to talk about Beth. And detectives then are like, okay, we have to piece together what... uh, He's just not talking. So, like, this is what detectives come up with. So in this timeline... Desi and Benny are at Beth's house. Beth throws Desi out after seeing her try to transfer money. Mm-hmm. Benny then turned violent and they see that an attack started in the bed and blows to her head occurred while she was in the bed. She was then put on the floor and more blows were inflicted on her head. And then her body was then dragged out of the house and put into the trash pile next to the shed. Mm. And then clearly he tried to clean up. So before the case goes to trial, Benny uh, McCroskey enters an Alford plea. And an Alford plea is basically when the, 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 sorry, the defendant formally is like admitting guilt with being able to still maintain innocence. Like, oh, these charges, sure, but like, I'm still innocent. So um, I guess to like avoid going to trial. But yeah, um, so Benny was convicted of second degree murder and grand larceny. He was sentenced to 25 years in prison. That's it. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Desi admits to using the cards, but she didn't know of Beth's death, Beth's death and detectives believe her because she couldn't have been there. The timeline just didn't match up. Mm-hmm. So um, she pleads guilty to credit card fraud and identity theft, and she gets eight months. Uh, in this case, obviously, all of the video evidence was crucial because without it, like, think about it, they would not have been able to pinpoint down these two people. Yeah. I mean, they might have been able to get more of a lead with this Desi name, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's the mountain of proof. Exactly. That shows well, he was here. She's not making it up because otherwise it's just like you know i guess it's hearsay like well mm-hmm. she's just saying that he was there we don't know but like yeah. she could have killed beth and then left you know but it was like no she was clearly seeing or you know she was I, I don't know i don't know so yeah the video evidence all the surveillance it's crazy how many of these cases are like solved with video evidence otherwise it probably would have been a cold case mm-hmm. and so yeah it was the surveillance footage that really helped piece it all together and so so yeah, killer was big found. corporations listening to this need to upgrade your security system cameras to something better than the kind of digital cameras we had back I in the know. day on our phones. I have better surveillance at my house. I have yeah, way better sure. surveillance cameras. I mean, it can be a little grainy sometimes, but it's like I can tell a face. You know? Yeah, like when you go into any like larger type of grocery store and you look up and there's like mm-hmm. the diagonal glass panels the security people are right back there mm-hmm. watching the registers like yeah, there's people staters. there there's cameras there i know it's at Walmart i know too. and it's like a lot. yeah because there was one time i went to staters and i got cash back mm-hmm. and i needed 100 cash back and then i get home and i was like i didn't get my cash and oh, i no. yeah and i'm like looking and i'm like i know i i so don't remember Yes, and show and it that it, showed that it was transaction, and I, I don't, I didn't get it, so I went back to Staters, mm-hmm. and Look I at your knew, cameras. yeah, I knew they were up there, and so <laughs> I went to the the cashier, mm-hmm. and I told her I was like, "Do you remember me? I got a hundred cash back, but I you didn't give it to me. I don't have it." Mm-hmm. And so 
they had to call a manager and then I could see like you could barely see them up there and mm-hmm. I could see that they were checking the footage because they used to have the timestamp on mm-hmm. my receipt. Yeah. And they looked and they see that she never took it out of the register and gave me any money. So I got my money. That's good. But they were like, yeah, we could see on surveillance. You didn't get it. Sorry about that. So it's an easy mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, she didn't rec- realize that I got a hundred back. And I think I was trying to get groceries in the cart and stuff. Or I think I had Troy with me and dealing with a toddler. So <laughs> oh, that's scary. But yeah. So it's crazy what surveillance you know, cameras can do to help really <clears throat> get a hundred bucks back. <laughs> yeah. Ordinary people like us and help, you know, yeah. find the killers. So yeah, that's, um, so I watched this on, it was on discovery plus it's see no evil. I'll put it in the, in the sources. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can see, you can watch it. It was really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyways, that was good job. Yeah, thanks. That was <laughs> so, crazy. Yeah, it was a it was a di- it was a twist I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. when I was like, oh my gosh, it was just. It I was like, they so, both did it. Uh, that's what I thought. But then, like with her being in the drunk tank, I'm like, oh wow. Yeah, there she's just dumb and is fine with the fact that her boyfriend stole someone else's money because mm-hmm. that's what she thinks is happening in her mind. Well, yeah, and she clearly knew something was up. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah, I mean, sorry. No. Also, I'm just like, I mean, he literally told you you'll end up in the trash bag body. Why don't you call yeah, somebody then? You'll end up in the trash too. Uh, well, he go, hit yeah. her, and then she was scared, That's so she true. had to go and yeah, hide. Yeah, so she was in a battered women's shelter. So yeah, I, I, I know she only got eight months. I hope she kind of got her life back on track. You know, yeah. got back on her feet. So I don't know. I, I didn't see anything else updated. Mm-hmm. I just know he's still in, in prison until for, like 2032 or something like that for so. not freaking long enough no it does not feel long so enough weird. yeah that was he he murdered her and mm-hmm. and tried to hide her body and yeah so anyways <laughs> sorry to bring you all down <laughs> i hope you're all having a better day <laughs> with, with the story but yeah okay well with that stay crafty and not cry me bye, bye.